0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the fourth annual collection of 31 amazing horror movies in October. We lovingly call the Halloween Screamathon. I am your host, Otis, and tonight I am joined by Katie. Hi. Emma. Oh, hey, that's me. And Micah.
1: Heavy breathing
0: intensifies. <laughs> and we are reviewing the 2022 fucking two day old. <laughs> Fucking slasher film, Halloween ends. There is no tagline?
1: So, at midnight, Halloween ends. (laughs) I just said,
2: Midnight procession, (laughs) Halloween ends tonight. That would have been better. Tonight, Halloween ends.
0: That's a nice one. I just said, stab, stab, stabby Magoo. There was a lot of that.
2: This episode is off the rails already. <laughs> Y'all, we two hopped
1: up on Halloween, okay? Hit that music. The squad was working in the lab late one night when their eyes beheld in eerie sight. For the horror movie list
0: began to grow in size. And suddenly, to their surprise, Here them- was the scream! everyone this is the final episode of the fourth annual halloween screamathon it's episode 31 i'm so pumped we, God, we've dang. made it so far
1: congratulations you've survived to make it to the end of this podcast <laughs> psych there is no end of this podcast
0: so i was well we were racking our brains to find the perfect movie to end this halloween screamathon and i realized that one of our favorite new series that came out is another one coming out in october time so we just decided to watch and just wait a little bit and review halloween ends for the final episode of this one we'll see next year if they have anything i don't it's gonna be a bit before we get another one sadly
1: it would be nice if they moved on to the other big bad monsters like jason and freddy I, I think it'd be cool to make a modern revival of well everything. Why, I mean, at this point, I mean, obviously you can screw it up very easily, but at this point, why not?
0: Yeah, I wouldn't mind that at all. And people are starting to realize that there are really cool directors out there that can make all these really cool old school scary people scary again, which I think is awesome.
3: Thanks, Blumhouse.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I'm very pumped. So. If you don't know anything about Halloween, it's uh that's crazy. It's probably one of the hottest horror commodities right now in the world, but it's a story of Laurie Strode and her family dealing with a masked just slasher in Haddonfield, Illinois. And just and this is like a new timeline. It's a divergent from the, you know, prime timeline now. But this one, it's, it, it's pretty crazy. So,
2: What's the name of the slasher?
0: His name is Michael Myers. So just a, a quick, quick synopsis of this trilogy. So in the original franchise for Halloween, they started back in 1978 doing this, this series with Jamie Lee Curtis. And it just branched from there. There's at least eight of them in the original timeline. But David Gordon Green and Danny McBride went back and they only counted the first original movie. And then they branched off from there so with the original well the new sequel to the original halloween we see laurie and her family 40 years later after the original movie and all the murdering that went on and she just believes that michael's gonna come back and get her because she thinks she's very special in the original one she was very special she was michael's little sister but in this new reality they're not related he just likes trying to stab her <laughs> that's that's just how it works so a lot of things happen and Lori and her family her daughter and her granddaughter team up and they actually set michael on fire in a sweet ass trap basement that they made and he looks up at her and he's like i'm gonna stab you so hard one day and he catches on fire and that's the end of the first movie then halloween kills is the same night later so fire department come by and they are trying to put the fire out and then michael gets out he was actually hiding in a corner he wasn't gonna get caught on fire anyway uh his mask is a bit melted and he gets out and he goes on a stabbing spree directly toward his old house Lori is in the hospital and the whole town decides well Lori's fucked up let's be the new Lori. let's be a crazy scary mob and kick this guy's ass After killing one just innocent person from the crazy house that broke out, uh, they kind of get their shit together and they fight Michael in the street. They actually beat the shit out of Michael. They shoot him multiple times and stab him in the neck. Hooray, it's over. Oh, no, it's not. He gets up seemingly unstoppable and murders everybody. And then Michael ends up back in his old home in his sister's room and stabs up Lori's daughter, the mom, Karen. And then he disappears into the night. So this movie is four years after all of that. And it is just a a story of, well, it's the end. It's the end of this trilogy of movies. So, Katie, what did you think about Halloween ends?
2: I think the... First Halloween from 2018 is the superior movie of the trilogy. I think this movie does a really good job at wrapping things up, but does have some problems with it um, as far as the storyline. It just kind of, I think it gets away from itself for a minute. Um, But it was good. I liked it. Good ending to the whole Laurie Strode story. So I do really like that part.
3: Emma? I am terrified of these movies absolutely and thoroughly. Like, I was watching this and there's a part where one of the doors is left open. I mean, obviously that happens in, like, every single one of the Halloween movies. But where one of the front doors is open and somebody looks back and they're like, I don't remember leaving the door open. I had one of those moments because we leave, like, we have a whole house fan. So we turn that on and we leave, like, the security door closed in the front. But, like, to bring in a bunch of that air, we leave the front door open a little bit. And I had just gone upstairs to put my son to bed. And I came back, started to come down the stairs, and I'm looking at my front door from the top of the stairs. And I'm like, who the fuck opened my front door? But clearly it was me. But, I mean, these movies scare the absolute piss out of me, but I love them. Like, they are so well done. Like Katie said, the first one really gets you. The second one was just creepy and very, very violent. (laughs) This one kind of really goes all over the place. I mean, they kind of went hard and fast with the storyline, on this, trying to be the closer of a lot of things. Some of it felt a little pushed and rushed. I did like some of the kind of callbacks to the very first encounter of Jamie Lee to Michael. Um, But it just, I don't know, some of it felt very rushed and very forced, but I really did enjoy this movie. It's just really going to stick with my head for quite a few weeks. (laughs) Micah, how did you feel?
1: Um, I agree with Katie. The first movie was by far the best. Second one had some great Michael Myers just going ham on people scenes. And this one did not have that. (laughs) And it was kind of disappointing how little of Michael Myers going buck wild there was in this movie.
3: It just didn't feel very Michael Myers at a lot of points. There
1: this movie went in so many different directions and never finished a single one. Like it just, somebody, there were too many, maybe it was too many cooks in the kitchen. Maybe it was just somebody behind the controls with ADHD. I don't know what it was, but there's so many branches in this one movie and it just never went anywhere with any of them. It, It didn't even like tie anything up except for just, I don't know just having an ending that was i'm not saying the ending was bad but it just was like
3: question mark this
1: was definitely an ending okay but it didn't feel like it wrapped anything up it didn't feel like it i I don't know it just had two characters from the original (laughs) like the original (laughs) movie that was it like i i'm pretty sure by this point people the original actors are like come on let's I'm I'm old and tired now. I don't wanna keep this up. <laughs> Which is fine. It wasn't a terrible movie. I definitely enjoyed it and this this trilogy was a a good like a great attempt at a modern take on it. But I don't know. It just it was kind of a fizzler. It fizzled.
0: It's it's funny you talk about that it it fizzled. I really liked this one. This one was an odd one. It was so different from anything else they've done. The original, well, the f- first of this trilogy just introduced you back to this world and showed Michael is just ridiculous in the fight. And the second one had this weird, it was just depressing and people were trying their best to save the day, but then they just caused more issues like we get to see like mob violence be a terrible thing and michael for some reason every time he stabs a person he gets stronger and in this movie they kind of go back to that they don't fully explain why he gets stronger there's some type of supernatural feel to it that it's almost okay i
1: don't think everything
0: needs definition it could just be something that happens that's
1: totally fine
0: yeah I'm, i'm fine with it I really like this and it's spoilers. I thought the ending was great. It was a little different from what I thought was going to happen mm-hmm. because a lot of people said, this is my last movie. And everybody's like, oh, okay, you know, uh, <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis said it was her last movie three different times uh, and she died in two of the versions that she said it was her last time. One of them she got away in Halloween H2O, but all the other times she pops up, she gets murdered in the second time she pops up. So in the movie after Halloween H2O, she was in the first 10 minutes. So Michael came to the crazy house she was in because she kidnapped Michael in an ambulance and cut his head off. But it wasn't Michael. He switched clothes with someone else, which is absurd. And so she murdered an innocent <laughs> man. So she was in a crazy
1: house. Thank God I found someone just my size. That's what I'm
0: saying and and so <laughs> michael comes to get her and she tries her best to come up with traps but she dies and she seems kind of happy she's like man i don't have to run anymore but yeah there were multiple times where she fought i loved it the third act was great we'll get to it but the final fight i thought i expected more and wanted more but i think about all the other times where two rivals fight for the final time and sometimes those fights really aren't that spectacular uh the first one popped in my head was obi-wan and darth vader <laughs> we saw a very very cool fight with them recently but the first movie or episode four when they do their fight it's two old men trying to best to swing on each other in a hallway and it's not a good fight but then i realized <laughs> they're really old what am i expecting no one's gonna do a flip in this room and just like with kill bill when no she finally yeah when she finally gets to bill It's not that exciting of a fight. It's the build-up. It's all the fighting she did to get to him. So I I understand. Like I said, it was a good fight. I just thought it was going to be a little bit longer and a little bit crazier, but it was a pretty crazy fight. But no, thumbs up. This trilogy, it's funny. After Katie and I went to the theater, I got online and said that the new Halloween trilogy is probably the best horror trilogy I've ever seen. Full Mm -hmm. stop. And Guido's like, dang, that's a bold statement. But he didn't really fight me on it. He said, that's really a, that's a really bold statement.
1: Wait, 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 I have something to say. That statement is
0: bold. Yeah. <laughs> but, I, I really think it is. This trilogy's pretty fucking good. And, sure, it is some bias because it's new as fuck, so it has the benefit of CG and practical effects and just technology of the day. So, like I said, that's kind of biased E. But I can't think of another trilogy that's that solid. Hell, the alien trilogy. The third one's poop. I love Evil Dead, but this trilogy is better than Evil Dead. Oh my god. I can't believe I said that out loud. But yeah, I think it's great. So uh, we'll get through this story. It's not that twisty, it's actually pretty to the point, and there's some new characters and there's a lot of false finishes in this movie, and I was really confused. I thought they were going to set something up for the future.
1: Plus, I will say, band kids being the cool guys in yeah, this movie?
0: That was really weird. What? <laughs> so, but uh, like I said, with the cast, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is back. Her granddaughter, Andy Matichak. James Jude Courtney. He has been The Shape, or Michael Myers, throughout this new trilogy. And Nick Castle, he was the first Michael Myers in the original movie. So, he came back for some cameo scene, I don't know which one, I was trying to see if their bodies kind of changed, but anytime there was breathing, he did all the breathing parts. Because mm-hmm. he in the first movie, he did a fuck ton of breathing. Like, a lot of scenes were from inside the mask.
1: I, too, enjoy a lot of breathing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, I was like, waiting for that. <laughs> Deputy Hawkins, everybody came back. If you survived one of these movies, you came back. And there were a lot of callbacks to the end. There are tons of callbacks to other halloween movies like I said, we'll get there and I'll, I'll bring up what i remember so this movie it starts one year after halloween kills so michael after stabbing up karen and scooting off into the night with bullets and knife marks in his body he's gone and so we meet up with Corey cunningham he's a babysitter he's babysitting a little boy a little asshole boy named jeremy And his parents, they were saying like, hey, all this Michael Myers stuff, it's kind of freaking the kid out. He's been wet in the bed. So just keep an eye on him. It should be easy job. So out of nowhere, as Corey's trying to get himself some chocolate milk or some cake, uh, I forgot what type of cake it was. It looked like banana bread. It's zucchini bread. There you go. So as he's trying to get some... I
1: love zucchini bread.
0: (laughs) As he's trying to get some cake... Bread he hears some type of scuffle something happened in the front of the house he goes there lamps knocked over he can't find jeremy he hears screaming from the top floor of this gigantic home it's like three four floors he goes up to the top finds a knife on the stairway and he goes into the attic but then the door slams behind him and you hear Jeremy on the other side of the door making fun of him because he's like, Oh, I thought you were 21. I thought you weren't scared of anything. Michael's going to get you. And Corey's kicking on the door. The parents are coming through the door. And Corey kicks the door hard enough to open it. And the door hits Jeremy in the face and he flies off the stairs
2: over the railing and oh. down to the ground. And
1: through the woods to grandmother's house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Also,
3: she ain't kidding when she says he flew over that railing. Like, Christ on a cracker, bro. I get it. Like, you kicked that door like the full-sized, grown-ass human man that you are. But that railing is, like, almost four feet tall. And that kid was basically just over four feet tall. And he fucking blasted over that railing. Like, full force, somebody shot him off of a pommel horse or something. It was a lot.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. It was pretty wild. I'm not gonna lie about that. So the parents come in and they see Corey standing over the railing, looking down with a knife in his hand. After yelling, "I'm gonna kill you, Jeremy," and the mom's like, "What did you do? What did you do?" As the Halloween theme song ramps up, so <laughs> we get a four year jump ahead, and we hear this voiceover from Lori talking about all the past movies and how. The town of Haddonfield, they haven't healed from this because Michael got away. He did all this killing. He killed at least 50 people in this one Halloween night, and he just disappeared. So every year, continuously, there are people that get attacked and murdered, and everybody's like, is Michael back? Is he back? And like, no, Michael doesn't use guns, and people are hanging themselves, and so this town is... It
1: sounds fucked up. They were, yeah, they were trying to introduce the idea of the paranoia. So everything is Michael Myers. Oh, is it Michael Myers? Oh, oh, it's Michael Myers. Oh, hey, look, Michael Myers is back. It's the booger man.
0: (laughs) What? Frankenstein? The booger man? The man in the bag, sir. So so Lori, she's writing a memoir about her life and all the stabs she's taken in her, her body. And she's living with Allison in a new home. So the original Myers residence got burnt down. So they just demolished that thing, as they should have. They should have the first time he went crazy, but, you know, people think they can, like, fix up a home. And so at this point, it seems like Allison and Lori, they they seem to have this really cool, like a symbiotic relationship. Mm-hmm. They're helping each other stay afloat. Uh, Lori doesn't seem like she's that much on the booze anymore. In the first movie, she was very alcoholic and just her... Mentally, she was fucked up because she was waiting on Michael to kill her the whole time. So they seem to be doing better. So we see Corey; he was going to college, but then after you know attempted manslaughter or aggravated 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 manslaughter, yeah, he's not going to college anywhere. And mm-hmm. so he is working at his stepdad, right? Yeah, it had to. They be. never they never cl- clarify interest? it, but they all live together. So yeah, it's really weird. But he's working at his salvage yard. Hey, they keep showing that that big old crusher a lot. We'll see if someone. Hey Emma,
1: did you see that chipper? The yeah, crusher. <laughs>
0: fucking did. Yeah, we'll, we'll see if anybody uh, falls in it. So, <laughs> on his way home, he heads by this gas station to get himself a a cheap equivalent of a yoo-hoo. I was gonna say a yuho. <laughs> yeah.
3: Called the chocolate soldier. A,
0: a tutaloo, not a yoo-hoo. He chocolate soldier sounds like a porn.
3: <laughs> yeah, it does. I straight up looked at Katie Notice and I said, title of my next sex tape. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and as he's coming out, we see some high school bullies, some marching band high school bullies. That's such a weird sentence. But they're trying to get him to buy him some beer. But he's like, nah, I'm, I'm not buying any beer. And then they're like, just buy some beer, bro. And he's like, oh, I know who you are. You're that dude that killed a kid. You're a pedo. And they, they're yelling at him. And he grips the bottle of YooHoo and just cracks it in his hand, and so he's got a lot of a lot of rage in that that gigantic frame of his and he,
2: strength. Yes, goddamn.
3: Wonder
0: if that's gonna come back.
2: How do you shatter a glass <laughs> in your hand like that? Like that's wild.
3: That's thick ass glass too. That's not like, you know, tiny perfume bottle glass. Yeah, it's like a that's Snapple like, bottle. That's some fucking heft
0: behind that glass. So, Lori, she comes up and kind of saves him from the taunting and stuff from all the asshole kids in town. And they get a little revenge. They stab the bully's tires of his car. Just pop them real quick and walk off. So, Allison meets Corey. And they instantly just hit it off. And it was really weird. So, I think Corey should have been introduced in the second movie somehow. Maybe. I don't know. It just felt really weird. But they have this whole relationship situation this budding relationship is happening it happens really fast
2: i think the stuff with the kid would have been better in the first or in the second movie the very beginning part with the little kid and getting killed and him getting in trouble
1: it would have made sense because between movies it would have been easier to do a four-year gap but i know that some movies and shows have this thing where they have to show something from the past and then jump forward to the the current timeline
2: well yeah and it wouldn't have worked because the first movie And the second movie are all happening on that same night. So, like, they couldn't have had Michael running a rampage. And also, here's a weird storyline of this guy who kicked a kid off of a fourth-story staircase. This was the only place it could have fit unless they had put it at the very beginning of the first movie. And then everybody would have been like, what the fuck was that?
0: Yeah, Yeah. they could have figured out a way, but... We, we get what we get.
2: If she had seen him or something like at school like they had gone to school together or like they had met in a supermarket or some shit in the second movie or third or the first movie like just in passing like prior to the thing happening
1: I'm, I am I might be worked. wrong but I think they kind of alluded to them knowing about him and like Jamie Lee Curtis kind of like manufacturing their meetup oh, yes. because she's just kind of always there when shit happens to him from this point on yeah. so I think Allison already knew about him that's why it was so fast but it just watching it in passing you know for the first time was just like why did that happen so fast that was really weird that's yeah. not something that usually just is
0: yeah it was it was so quick but i don't know love happens really fast i guess new
1: tagline for the movie love happens yeah
0: really
3: loves- fast
1: i guess
0: yeah <laughs> so they're actually going to attend the halloween party together that's great cuz Corey doesn't really get out because, you know, whole town hates him. So that's good for him. <laughs> so around this time, we get a couple of side plots. So Laurie and Deputy Hawkins, he's retired now because he's old as fuck. And it makes sense. And he was stabbed up in the last movie, the last two movies. They want to say that they like each other a lot. But for some reason, they're, they're scared to say it out loud. And so they do this like, well, my sentence is kind of like I'm flirting and telling you that. But I'm, but I'm kind of nervous to say it.
2: This is a very common thing in rom-coms that we see a lot. Uh, the reason that she is afraid, that both of them are afraid to say anything, is because every time something good happens in anybody's life in this fucking town, Michael shows up and kills everybody. So better to just not even put, like, I want love out in the universe. Don't even, don't even hope for that kind of happiness because... It's just going to get ruined. So that's why they're just not saying a damn thing.
0: Yeah, that's reasonable. Because, yes, <laughs> it's it's very depressing. So as Lori's leaving the store, that's where she meets Deputy Hawkins, we get the sister, yes, of one of the first kills in the second movie. So after Michael gets out of the burning house, kills all the fire people, he heads to this house and murders this husband and assumingly killed the wife, but no she survived and she got a knife in the throat so she can't talk. And the sister's like, Look what you did. You trying to fight that crazy man and you everybody around you gets hurt. You're a piece of shit. And Lori's like, Damn, I'm sorry. I am sorry. So it seems like the town really doesn't like her that much because it's like, you didn't even finish the job. You did all this cool trying to kill him and he got loose and murdered tons of people in town. And what did you get from it? Nothing we're all dead and he got away so it's like you know she's trying to be the hero but it didn't happen so it's kind of depressing you know usually the hero wins but the hero didn't win <laughs> so at the party Corey and allison they're, they're hitting off pretty good and Corey goes up to the counter to get himself a new drink and oh no jeremy's mom is there looking sad and you know probably drunk And she says, what are you doing here? Why are you trying to be happy? It's like, I haven't been happy since my son died. He's like, get out of here. Stop trying to be happy. And, oh, you're out here with your friends dancing? Like, oh, nothing bad's happening to me. And chases him out of the bar. Allison's like, what's happening? And they have themselves a little fight. And Corey tells Allison, like, stop trying to fix me. That seems like what you're doing here. Like, I know you're fucked up and I'm fucked up. But you're like a hero fucked up. I'm the guy that killed a little kid fucked up. And it's never going to work. And he runs off into the night because he doesn't have a car. (laughs) He got it right there. Probably. (laughs) So as he's walking by a bridge, oh, no, it's those evil marching band high schoolers. They're the worst. (laughs) And they start to bully Corey a little bit. And then Corey hits the main bully with some truth, with a truth bomb and tells him, "You're, you're mean to me because your dad's mean to you and he don't fucking love you. And I was like, ooh. I was like, oh, shit, I, ugh, it hurt, and then bully number one's like, well, you know what, go take a trip off the bridge, and throws him off the bridge, and Corey lands pretty fucking hard, and he's not moving, he's he's not laying in that, like, family guy position, but it's kind of close, and the bully scoot off, so as he is sitting unconscious under the bridge, he gets dragged away by an unseen figure. The homeless guy down there sees it happening and he's like hmm, okay i'm gonna go back to my song <laughs> so cory wakes up and he is in the sewers and he looks around and he starts to leave and then an the arm reaches through a hole in the wall it's michael michael's been living in the sewers for like four years and michael's choking the shit out of Corey, but then he looks him in the eye and he stops for some reason so my head can and there's probably some real reason out there someone has figured it out but i think that michael looked in his eyes and said oh you're just like me Ah, you're cool and lets him go and so we hear from the homeless man as Corey's crawling out of the sewer that michael grabs a lot of people and drags them down there and he kind of gives them the test and if they aren't like him they get murdered and probably eaten i don't know if he eats people or not he's eating something down there because he's been alive for four years Maybe lives off the evil. I don't fucking know. So, Corey runs off, and he's a little confused about the whole situation. And the homeless man grabs on him, and he tells him, Go back down there and grab that mask, because I'm Michael Myers. And Corey kills the homeless man, stabs him in the chest like five times, and then runs away.
1: Well, he didn't stab him unprovoked. The homeless man tried to stab him first. Yeah, he was was
0: coming at him. He's coming at you with that knife. So... (laughs) At this point, Corey heads home, cleans himself up, and he's different. Multiple people see him and they're like, uh, something's weird about Corey. Lori sees Corey and he's standing halfway out of the bushes, just like in the original Halloween. It's the same position like Michael Myers did. And Lori's like, oh shit. And she actually freezes up when she sees him up close because she thinks that's Michael. And she says it. She's like, I saw Michael in his eyes and so she's freaked out about this unfortunately cory and allison they're uh they're getting closer and closer every every situation that they have to deal with they're getting closer and closer so at a little dinner date allison's ex-boyfriend who's a police officer you know piece of shit shows up and he starts harassing allison and it doesn't take much for cory to get heated and the second allison's like oh i'm sorry i should have called you and she starts like shying away Corey stands up and he's ready to fight and the cop's like, oh, I'll take care of that later because I'm a shitty cop. Hey, <laughs> I'm going to do shitty things. So he leaves. Later that night, as Corey drops off Allison at her house, he rides off on his bike and the cop follows him. But Corey leads him straight back to the sewer. And after a quick little fight, Corey crawls into the sewer and the cop follows him. And so as he's checking around the room, he shines the, can- the flashlight in different corners and he just passes over Michael just standing in a corner just like put, peeking out but his mask is so gross looking like the rocks he doesn't see him and then he sees Corey and Corey's just standing there and then Michael comes out of the darkness and attacks the cop and so it's really weird the cop actually gets some pretty good hits on Michael and Michael's really weak and Corey comes out and helps Michael and then he tells Michael to show him how to do it show him how it it works and Michael grabs his old rusty knife from the rock wall and stabs the cop. Every stab, it seems to heal him. It make he. It seems like he's doing better.
3: That first stab was straight up like a seizure for him. Like as soon as he he, was it the first stab or was it when he it was sliced
0: the, his throat? I, no, I think it was the first stab because he. Yeah, he was. I shaking. think so
3: because he stood up and he was like, Ugh.
0: yeah, and
3: that, that was weird to see
0: so i think from the second movie when laurie's like hey you know this guy's different we can't just kill him with force we'll talk about that later but she says that he's getting stronger every person he kills he gets stronger so i think that he went four years without killing anybody potentially i think he did kill people but he had nothing to do so he's down in the sewer just sitting and so he was weak But the second he had a reason, he had a goal in his stabby life, he got stronger. And so Corey, looking at Michael, and he's like, well, shit, I got a cool new stabby dad. (laughs) Let's go do some stuff. So at this point, Allison, she finds out that she didn't get this promotion from this, like, pervy doctor because he gave the promotion to this other nurse that he wanted to bang. So... That makes sense so as they're about to get busy and she's gonna take a shower the nurse hears some commotion and she heads outside to look for the doctor so in the theater when we watched it all we saw was darkness behind the nurse but on our fancy tv because our light or the lighting in the back isn't as dark as a fucking theater we could see what was happening in the shadows Corey was stabbing the absolute shit out of this doctor in his neck inside with a corkscrew yeah, in the theater, I didn't see anything. I thought I saw some movement behind him, and I, like, sat up. But I was like, that's eh, it's nothing, I guess. And then the light comes on, and he's stabbing the absolute shit out of the doctor. The doctor's dead. The nurse runs back inside and locks the door. Corey's punching on the glass. That's all right. Oh, pop, pop, Mike. He comes out of nowhere and stabs the nurse into the wall. Picks her up with one hand and just stabs her into the wall. So he's, he's got his strength so back. You know, Michael got his groove back, y'all.
3: I'm not going to lie to like justify not being absolutely terrified by that because that's too much for a grown ass man to lift up a woman and be like, here you go. You are now impaled and stuck there. I straight up turned to everybody and I said, um, Gassy hit the stud because drywall wouldn't hold her up like that. So,
0: <laughs> I mean, we don't know how long she stayed up there, five, that's for damn five sure. minutes later. She just falls off. Like,
3: but she had a solid, like,
0: It'll be like, Benny loves you. She's still up there. <laughs> <laughs> so at, at this point, it seems like Corey murders people and it goes back to some type of meeting with Allison. I don't know what the timing on this is. It just all we get is murders in Allison time. So they go to the roof of the local radio station and they're sitting up there. And Corey talks about like, you know, after the murder, the attempted murder he goes up there and he sits and he wants to leave Hattonfield and he doesn't want to leave alone and Allison's like maybe and as they're climbing down they meet meet up with the DJ and DJ's an asshole and he's like oh it's Corey that dude that killed a kid and hey you're a strode you fought Michael Oh, y'all are dating that's gross as hell (laughs) and he tells them both to get off his property before he uh, fucks them both up and Corey instantly, if anybody sasses him in any way, he is ready to kill him. And he like he like moves up and he's like, I'm gonna stab you. What's wrong, McFly? Chicken! Yeah. <laughs> he, he's instantly ready to kill. So around this time, Allison she heads back home because she's gonna leave with she's she's gonna leave with Corey. And Lori voices her displeasure with this because she says he's he's weird (laughs) i don't think you have a good future with him i don't think you're prepared to handle what's wrong with him i can see in his eyes his eyes are like michael's and then allison says that all you care about is michael and this blah blah you can't get over this and does a lot of yelling that her mom yelled about in the other movies karen did not believe that michael was fucking out and was ever gonna come back it took seeing her husband getting murdered by michael to be like wow my mom was telling the truth that dude is coming to kill us huh and then in the second movie karen's like oh don't tell my mom she'll she, you know she thinks that michael's coming back again I'm like yeah he, he is so unfortunately allison kind of has the same mindset she's like you can't get over this michael's not coming back And like bitch he is out in the wild somewhere so unfortunately halloween day hits and Corey, he comes back down into the sewers and he fights Michael for his mask. So it's funny. It was weird because he he wrestles with Michael and gets him down to the ground and takes his mask. And he's like, oh, you're just an old man with a mask. Like, you can't do anything. I was thinking about it. I was like, I don't get why Michael just let him do that. But he was like, I don't know if he has friends. You know, I don't know if Michael wants a friend, but he's probably like, get a the closest thing to a friend I got. So he's like, what are you doing? Okay, I guess you can have it. And just let him have it. He could have killed him if he wanted to. But Michael's laying there on the ground, maskless. And then he sits up like he does. And he starts looking behind him. So Michael's like, I'm gonna get that mask back. (laughs) So Corey goes on a fucking rampage at this point. So the high schoolers that tossed him off the bridge, he tricks them into going into the ship... Uh, the scrapyard and systematically fucks them up he runs over one girl and she's stuck in the the gate to the shipyard or the scrapyard one of them mashes her head in with like a wrench and sticks a drumstick into one guy's eye so he's got a drumstick sticking out and then the last guy the main bully knocks him down to the ground turns on a uh what is that The flame thing? Welding torch. Yes. Turns on a welding torch and just sprays it into his face and mouth.
3: Turned it it on into his mouth. Just. Yeah.
0: Just destroys him. So he heads home and stabs his mother to death. Kills her. And then he goes to the DJ's radio station. So the receptionist, if you don't watch uh, Joe Bob Briggs, he does old horror movie like reviews he's been doing it since longer than i've been alive that's his uh male girl so the receptionist at the radio station i was like i looked at her face like why do you look familiar and i was like oh so she's she's awesome so she got to be in the movie and get stabbed up good for you (laughs) and so the dj it was probably the most ridiculous kill michael the shape it's not corey anymore it's the shape So the shape smashes the DJ's face into the turntable over and over until his jaw is smashed and his tongue's just like hanging out of his like dead or dying mouth. The shape cuts his tongue off and then just lets his head fall. The song's still playing, but the tongue is bumping (laughs) the thing. So it just keeps skipping.
2: Is this Corey or Michael at this point? It's 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 the shape.
0: It's Corey, technically. That is Corey doing all the killing. Okay. Because he had the mask.
3: Yeah he just has the mask on but at this point everybody thinks it's Michael which is the shape.
0: Yeah. Got it. So back at the Strode house Lori she's dealing with the fact that her granddaughter is probably gonna leave with this crazy asshole. And so she turns off all the lights and heads back up to you know her room and she calls the Cops, she dials 911 and says, I'd like to report a suicide, and pulls a little gun out and hangs up the phone in the theater. So many people were like, What, Lori? What are you? No, Lori, what are you doing?
2: Lori, no, <laughs> no, Lori, no.
0: And we hear a gunshot go off, and guts fly against the wall. And there were so many gasps, they're like, Oh my gosh, no. I guess they didn't watch the trailer because she fought Michael in the trailers. <laughs> And the shape opens the door and Lori's standing there with the gun. She's like, you think I would, I would kill myself. You're an idiot. And puts two bullets into the shape's shoulder and he falls off the stairs. The mask comes off. It's Corey
3: poetic justice.
0: Right? So the mask comes off. It's Corey fucked up and she shoots the rest of her bullets in her gun. I didn't understand that, but I guess she wanted to just have a fair fight. And she tells Corey, if you're going to kill me, just just do it, dude. Just come on. Let's get this going. And she's just ready to fight. Corey hears a car rolling up into the driveway. It's Allison. And he tells Lori, if I can't have Allison, no one will. And stabs himself in the neck and sets it up. So Lori, it looks like Lori killed him.
1: I liked that callback to the beginning because that's exactly what happened to him. So he was using his own, you know, situation against Laurie in the end.
0: Yeah, I thought that was really cool. Kind of crazy. This buildup in this movie made it seem like Corey was going to be the new killer if they made more movies. And I was like, oh, they're setting Corey up to be the killer. And maybe at the end he'll help, quotation mark, kill Michael. And he's like, oh, I'm fine. And then he looks at the camera. It's like, thriller. He's like, Din-in-in. and he's like, oh, shit, you know, <laughs> but Corey's dying. And Lori grabs the knife out of his neck just as Allison comes through the door. Allison's like, Why did you kill my boyfriend? And and Lori's like, I. Oh, she doesn't even know what to say because she knows she's fucked in the situation. The
2: better question is, Why'd you pull the knife out? Yeah. Come yeah, on, Lori. It's... You've seen like 85, 7, like thousand people die. You know, you just keep that shit right there. You'll be good.
0: It, it was really questionable why she even touched it, but I don't know. She she's she's good at fighting scary people but she's not that smart in any other situation. So around this point Allison leaves. She's leaving and she's never coming back. And as she's driving away, she sees that the radio station's on fire and she gets a call from Deputy Hawkins saying, "Hey, are you with your grandma because she just called in a suicide. So, where is she?" And so she's ready to turn back around. And then Lori is sitting in her living room just crying. And then she glances over to the the back door, it's wide open. And instantly she's like, fuck, he's here. (laughs) Instantly, no no doubt in her mind. Oh, sweet Jesus, the other one's here. We see the mask right next to Corey's dead body. And then a hand grabs it. Hey, it's Mike. Oh, pop, pop, Mike, he's back. And he got his mask. As he goes to grab the knife off the ground, Hey, Corey's not dead, and he's trying to fight for his mask, or Michael's mask. Michael snaps his neck, and then puts the mask on, and then we're gonna have ourselves a fight. Lori, she hides in the closet, one closet in the kitchen, I guess? It's a really weird-shaped kitchen. And she attacks Michael, runs out of it with a fire extinguisher, and fights him off. Uh, It's a really cool fight. She understands that if he grabs her more than five seconds. He's going to do something destructive to her. So every time she gets grabbed, she is constantly trying to like reverse or do something else. There's a spot where his foot was on her throat and we see what he can do with a foot in a brain. He can smush you real instantly. So she like kicks his kneecap out of his other leg and he stumbles. He tries to put her hand into the garbage disposal. and She's like, Oh shit. You know, she's trying to fight it off. So, she stabs his bad hand that he lost a couple fingers on in the first movie and then punches him and sets him down and she stabs a knife directly into his chest hey i think it's old god he sits up with the knife and Lori on his chest so she hits him oh hits him in the face with a chair brings him back down stabs his other hand into the table
1: literally sitting here watching this scene i was like oh my god you're taking forever why are you taking so long we've all seen game of thrones we know how this is gonna end (laughs) what are you doing quit toying with him and get
0: it done yeah and then she flips the refrigerator onto one of his legs so he is for all intents and purposes trapped and then she grabs another knife from the drawer and she slowly walks up to him and she tells him much, you know, I tried to contain you. I tried to stop you. All these different things. But I realize all you are is an old man that's going to lose all his blood and slits his throat. And then he's like, oh, God, <laughs> he's sitting there bleeding out. And then he rips his hand free of one of the knives. Mm-hmm. His hand is barely hanging on and starts choking Lori. And at this point in the movie, I was like, they're going to die together. And Lori tells him, go ahead, just do it just get it done she's like you know i've lived a very crazy and wild ass life it makes sense that you would be the one to kill me just fucking do it and then they started doing seeds from old movies and i was like oh my god they're gonna die together i was like god damn it and then allison comes in and fights off michael and then breaks his arm like snaps it backwards and then Lori grabs michael's arm and she slits his wrist she does it the legit way. And Down he, the river. And then he bleeds out. Michael's y'all. dead, y'all. I was like, holy shit, he for real died. But Lori and Allison, they're not done. That's not enough for them. The cops get there. And Deputy Hawkins is like, oh, shit, is Michael dead? And Allison says, no, he's not, he's not dead enough. They strap Michael to the top of their car, drive through town, as everyone's like, oh, shit. Is that Michael? And follow them to the scrapyard. And Lori dumps Michael's corpse into the crusher. And then you see it get mushed up. They show it go in. So now Michael is officially dead. And Haddonfield can feel a little bit better about itself. It's like, hey, wow, she finally got that bitch. Hooray. So after this, Allison, she actually leaves Haddonfield. She has no reason to stay. She isn't here trying to make sure her grandma's doing better she can actually live her life and Lori and deputy hawkins finally acknowledge that they really like each other and they sit on the porch smiling at each other and then we get some scenes from inside the house just like in the original movie when it was pitch dark and you know michael took like four magnum shots and fell off the second balcony and they show the inside of the house they show like dead bodies dead bodies and then it goes back to the yard and he's gone so they do the same thing, but they go back to his mask in the living room. And that's it. And that's Halloween ends. I, uh, yeah, and Michael's dead. So the director of the this trilogy, he said that he is done after this. He did the story he wanted to do. That's it for him. So the rights to Michael are going back to the family that helped produce the original ones. So it's John Carpenter. He helped with this actually kind of created it but uh the Akkad family they helped him out with this and actually came up with ideas and stuff the rights go back to the sun and so now anything michael it's probably going to be a new one they're going to reboot him because this universe is michael he's mushed up in the scrapyard so there will be another michael movie there will be another halloween movie just further down the road so
3: He's going to be like the T1 whatever from Terminator where all (laughs) his parts just liquefy and come back into one and then he just stands up.
0: (laughs) So, Katie, who is your favorite character in Halloween Ends?
2: My favorite character was Ronald. (laughs) He was Corey's stepdad. And Ronald forever had Corey's best interests at heart. All he was trying to do... Was take care of that boy. He knew that he had it rough living with his shitty ass, insane mom, and he was just there to try and protect him and try to help him live a normal life. You know, he got him a motorcycle. He gave him a job. um, And even when it was when Corey was like falling in love with Allison and starting to like, you know, grow up because he's a fucking grown man. ronald really like supported that he was like good for you bud go you go do that like i'm proud of you and his ending was rough and sad because he was easily the most likable character in the movie very true
1: micah uh i agree he was the only character that was consistent lee not shitty like, there were plenty of characters who were consistently shitty and a- plenty of characters that were very inconsistent, which is my big poo-poo on this movie, is just how inconsistent the characters are throughout. Um, but yeah, I agree. Uh, I also enjoyed the fact that it was not Corey that killed him. Yep. I very, very, appreci- very much appreciate that, because a lot of times... That is a nuance that just kind of gets glossed over, and you know, it it's like could have made a better choice on it, but you didn't. But this time they did, so I'm I'm very happy they did that because I don't think it would have made sense for Corey to kill him, mm-hmm. the one guy who was you know out for his best interest and trying to let him be a kid and let you know he's 21, but still just trying to give him a life. It's like, dude, you got dealt a bad hand. That sucks. You know, I'm giving you a job. I'm making sure you're okay. You got a girl. Here's a bike. Like, let me help you enjoy life for once. Uh, I'm
2: actually really curious how that scene would have played out had the shitty high school kids not killed um, Ronald. Yeah. Like, because he saw Corey and then basically stood up to protect Corey. Like, had the kid not shot him... What would Corey's reaction have been to Ronald in that moment? Like would he have not killed him? Would he have would he have avoided killing him? Would he have just like walked away? Would he have said something to him? I think that would have been it's a very interesting like w- what would he do in that moment thing? Another cool.
1: Another thing that I just thought about when you said that is it would have been interesting for it would have been more interesting if his character broke right there. Yeah. Like, if he actually showed emotion and got upset over that before he took, you know, took the blowtorch, you know? Uh, Absolutely. I think...
3: I almost feel like that's a little bit why he went for the blowtorch that hard, though, like...
1: Yeah, but there was no... You didn't see any of his reaction. It was just kind of like, okay, well, back to my job. I'm killing folks, like... No, I think, it, I think it would have made more sense because it didn't eventually lead to him taking over. It would have made more sense if he broke right there. No,
3: you're right. So, though I do have Ronald down as my choo-choo train of choice, um, I'm going to go with my runner-up or honorable mention, I guess, because, I mean, it's not really a full character, but end-game Lori, like the fight Lori... At the very end where she's like, I'm going to kill myself. But she totally knew the whole time that somebody was in her house. Like, you could tell the way that she, like, chugged that last little bit of liquor and then carried her stuff upstairs. She knew. She fucking knew somebody was in that house. And it's like, as soon as that happened, it was almost like a switch for her where she became, like, badass Lori again. Instead of like, oh, I'm so sad, please don't date the the troubled child, which, I mean, rightfully so. But, you know what I mean? Like, in-game Lori, that one fight scene in the movie Lori was so fucking lit. That, that whole moment with her was my honorable mention. Otherwise, it's fully on the Ronald train. Otis.
0: So, I went with the whole storyline of cory and michael it was really i wanted more of that i've never seen michael team up with somebody and i was very curious why but the only thing i can fathom in you know this movie's very new so at some point someone's gonna be like oh that's why he did it but i'd love to get some commentary when this movie comes out i'm gonna watch the shit out of us with commentary on yeah. but it just seemed like michael's like hey, hey i know those eyes that's like my eyes come on down bud and then when he drags the well the cop follows him down there and he's like why'd he bring that cop oh okay hey stabbing's fun and he gets back into stabbing and then when Cory leaves Michael follows him multiple times and he heads the Lori's house to talk to Allison Michael's just in the in the by the trees just watching he's like oh he went to the house oh he went in I guess he's gonna sleep I guess I'll go back to the sewer and he'd leave he had no reason to kill because Cory wasn't killing It it seems like he was just following Corey to see what he was doing.
1: So the other thing that I was thinking as this was progressing, I thought at some point something was going to flip and he was going to be like just the personified Michael. Like there was no Michael. It was just it's just different people taking on that persona or something. It's funny
0: that you bring that up. The original timeline. That's kind of what it was every generation there is a person that takes this evil spirit on and they become it has a name it was something of thorn the child of thorn whatever michael was the one for that generation and they were trying to find a new body and so yes that was kind of what it was and his niece they were trying to get her to do it and then there was another boy they were trying to get so it's, it's some it's that bloodline and like michael you're cool and all but we're gonna find another kid and put the evil in him michael's like okay he doesn't care. He just, like, stabbing and stuff. But, so, I, yeah, like you said, I was kind of feeling that. He kept looking at the wound on his hand, and I thought I was going to, like, make something or some weird symbol was going to be in it. Like, I was waiting. But no, he just had a cut on his hand. I was like, what the fuck did that mean? There's a metaphor there somewhere. Yeah, it seemed
1: like I was, I was waiting for it to just, like, instantly heal or yeah. something. And just, he just becomes the new monster where bullets don't take him down and all this you know yeah it doesn't matter how many times you stab him he's not gonna die you know
0: yeah but no just that whole relationship was weird this is the the first halloween movie that michael had a friend it was weird there was at one time i think halloween's five, four, five, or six i can't remember which one on top of my head a mob they actually light him the fuck up and he like someone throws dynamite at him and he runs into like a cave <laughs> he gets exploded out the cave and he's just like floating in the water and this homeless guy finds him and like heals him up so a whole year he's with this guy and he doesn't kill him he's like oh he's feeding him food and shit and then halloween you know october 30th hits and he's like well i gotta hit the dusty trail stab and kills the guy he has nothing else to do with him and goes back to head and he's like thank you i don't know why you helped me asshole and leaves so it's like it's so weird. Like I said, I've never seen him team up with somebody and just leave him be. Like that dude took his mask and he's just like, "My mask." Huh. And he follows him home. He's like, "I'm getting my mask back." I just see him walking down the street, just an old man, just get my goddamn mask back. Uh, yeah, it was weird. So, Katie, who was your least favorite character?
2: So before I say my least favorite character, I do want to give a special shout out to a character um, that they brought back for this movie that was in Halloween Kills, but I guess I just wasn't paying attention. And that would be Lori's friend, Lindsay. Mm-hmm. Um, she was actually in the first film, uh, the original Halloween, back in 1978. And she was, um, I think one of the kids, because she would have only been about 10 at the time. And I just think it's really fucking cool that she ends up being the bartender at the, the bar that all the kids are at. Like, she's very involved and she's helping... Lori out, like, sort out her emotions and deal with the whole situation. Mm -hmm. I just thought that was fucking a really cool, like, Easter egg for them to throw in that Lindsay is actually there and part of it. So, um, now to my least favorite character. That is a group of teens. The band teens. Um, never in my life. I don't know anything about the Midwest, uh, as far as, like, what the people, what the kids are like there. But never in my life have I seen band kids act as fucking wild as the kids in this movie do. Um, The very first time we see them, one of the kids is in full uniform and the other two are, like, just in their pants walking to the fucking convenience store trying to get some adult to buy them liquor. Like, talking about having time to, like, before the game. Like, I don't know about you all. I'm sure many of you did band at in your life uh, but there is no time not on a game day no to like go do anything like that let alone have time to drink and get drunk like you're basically at school all fucking day because if it's a football day you've got like early morning band practice school all day with pep rallies shit after school and then immediately the game like it starts at like Six o'clock. There's no fucking time.
1: But when you when you have that one friend with his dad's car, yeah. <laughs> emphasis on his dad's car. Uh, yeah,
2: fuck that rich douche. Kid. They, they can
1: they can move quick.
2: Oh my god! You know, just, you what happens when you do this shit to my dad's car. All of the all of the band kids were just trash. And like I I don't I guess I can't really hate on the the blonde girl. Um, cause she, she was just like, no, let's not do that. She just kept trying to tell everybody, no, no, don't. But the rich guy, the drummer guy and the other girl were just super uh, like obnoxious and picking on this dude who like has seriously gone through some shit. Like there's a, I don't know why he didn't just say, I can't buy you alcohol because I will get in trouble.
1: Band kids don't get along with not band kids fuck that no, is that
3: ain't it though like that ain't true i, I know yeah, i'm just not,
1: making i'm make. obviously it's yeah, not yeah, true yeah. we were all in band we all get along yeah. just fine but
3: well, i was band adjacent yeah see
1: we get along just fine
2: yeah uh it was just problematic <laughs> all around um uh, like i i always appreciate when they feature when any movie has band kids in it at all because
1: but also it's nice to story. see the band kids not the the wieners
2: Absolutely. Although true, they were wieners, but, like
1: but they weren't the wieners. Kind of wieners. Although this, the, old, the old uniforms. This I mean, was like come on, come the, on. the
3: worst direction to take from being like the wiener wimpy kids that everybody's like, nobody likes the pooply kids. But yeah. it's like, why would you go from the, the underspoken, soft, stereotypical wiener of a band kid to like... Oh, you're the fucking dick that would push somebody off an overpass.
1: Horror movie.
2: Yeah, I I know. It, I'm just. It was a lot, and I didn't like it. <laughs> I have.
3: That's questions.
1: it. New idea for the next horror movie: Rise of the Band Kids.
2: Oh fuck! Oh, they take over the world.
3: Revenge of the Band Geeks. Let's go. Oh, there would be some really cool kills. Yeah, the there instruments will. are. There's a lot of weapons We saw. Weapon we saw right already there. saw a
1: drumstick through an eye in this Let movie. Let me tell you
3: how yeah. badly
2: a drumhead will actually cut you. <laughs> All right, Micah. Who is your least favorite character, and why is it also the band? Kids? Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, the band kids, uh, and and the you know why you know you got them in you know, I, okay one thing I did like you know seeing a Letterman jacket. I had a Letterman jacket from Band. Same. Yeah, right. Cool to see that. You don't usually see that, so that was nice. No, my other least favorite character is. Um, Oh, I had it a second ago and then got on Band Kid Rant. Um,
2: the mom? Mm-hmm.
1: No, well, she was shitty, but. No, I was going to. Oh, the cop. Yeah. The, the officer that was into the drunk Allison.
2: The ex boyfriend cop.
1: Yeah, super insecure guy. That is always um,
3: the trope, too. Mm-hmm. It's always an ex boyfriend that is always a cop that is always.
1: Well, and absolutely
3: he... punch drunk the whole time and sees no repercussions for it. Yeah.
1: Well, and it was basically he was treating Allison like, well, who else are you gonna go for? Yeah. No, you don't you don't have much to choose while you're still here. So I'm right here, obviously. Ooh. And he got put in his place, and he was like, you know, and, you know, all his cop buddies were like, yeah, we gotta we gotta fuck somebody up. And he's like, no, 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 I got this one. And little did he know, he, he didn't get that one. But, yeah, no, that guy, that guy was just a shitty person. I mean, there's there's not much to it other than than that. He was just shitty. Yeah. Who's next?
3: Well, though I do agree with your, your breakdown of the band kids because, well, it's true. I'm going to have to go with Corey's mom. Because what the fuck? Like, I get it. Your kid was on the verge of, like, this brilliant science thing. Babysat a kid once. Killed him on accident. And now you're like, oh, God. What do I do? Like, I get it. I, I do. But the, the trajectory of your just sheer... What the fuck development really went the wrong way. Like, she's out here yelling at her 24-year-old son because his phone went off at the table at dinner. And then because he went on a date with a girl and didn't come home that night. And then because he was ignoring her and staying out with this girl, quote unquote. And then she slaps him. And then proceeds to say, oh, I'm sorry, and kisses him square on the mouth. Y'all, I am a mother. I'm going to tell you right now, in no way, shape, or form, or any world, would you catch my ass, first of all, treating my grown-ass son like that, or even my son right now like that. But I can promise you, I would never slap my child like that or follow it with a kiss on the mouth to a grown-ass man. Hard pass y'all you need to get your priorities straight Bleh.
0: so this one was pretty simple I just went with the shitty cop There were tons of shitty people in this movie and uh, obviously it just boils down to Hattonfield being a shitty place but uh, Doug I want to say his name was Doug uh, he was absolutely terrible and you could see that he has just been constantly just picking at Allison just to wear her down so he can get back with her and it's probably a reason they're not dating anymore. So, uh, I can he was Yeah, he was absolutely annoying. So, when he died, I was like, no loss. There's other worse people. Not worse people, but there's other bad guys in this movie.
3: He was the sacrificial sham for sure.
0: Yeah, that I want to see die harder than you. So, I wasn't that worried about him when he died. So, so let's do Seven word synopsis. I have a couple, and I was actually when we got out of the theater, Katie pulled her phone out and she did a couple, and I did a couple, and we giggled. So mm-hmm. my first one is worst marching band kids I've ever seen. These kids were absolutely terrible. You yeah. know, nothing wrong with trying to get beer. Uh, that's why you get an older brother. You know, <laughs> like Taco would get us beer. That's that's how you do it. Or just have Terrell walk in. You know, he was seven years old, but he looked like a grown-ass man. (laughs) And he'd get the stuff. So, you know, that's how he did it. And uh, this next one is, Grandpa teaches grandson how to stab better. Uh, Pop Pop Michael out there. He's like, no, no, you stab like this. And he's like, oh, thanks, Grandpa. (laughs) He's like, oh, "Oh, I feel good. And he starts starts shaking. Uh, My next one, oh, okay, new Michael. Oh, never mind then. (laughs) Uh, when Corey was doing the stab, and I was like, hey, new mic. Okay. I, I, I can dig this. Oh, okay. He, he does. Okay. Uh, third act was a super fucking stab a thon. So many people got stabbed in many different ways. And then this one is a 14 word synopsis. And I've been using this quote a lot. It's from The Simpsons. When Homer was talking about Poochie, and Poochie was on Itching Scratchy show, and he was an annoying character. But he was trying to pump up the numbers for Poochie. And so yeah, this is it. When Michael isn't on screen, people should ask, where's Michael? When will he be back? <laughs> Every time Corey was doing all this murdering and stuff and he was on screen doing stuff I'm like, where's Michael? <laughs> I want to see Mike. And then he finally pops up and then Corey takes his mask. I was like, go back to Mike. So it was weird. I didn't really hate Michael in this movie. He seemed like. Just a weapon mm-hmm. this whole time. It was weird. I felt for him. But at the end, I was like, yeah, kill his ass, you know? So, Katie.
2: Corey's mom is why serial killers exist. <laughs> yup. And then along that same lines, emotionally abused son becomes emotionally abusive killer. Lost my glasses. Fuck it. I'm good.
0: <laughs> he really did.
2: Corey got his glasses smashed, like, I don't know. 30 minutes into this movie and then just could see
1: he took on the serial killer magic juju like (laughs) spider-man did in the original spider-man
3: he got bit by
2: michael myers and he said bitch i can see he was just fine he could he could just see all normal he didn't need his corrective lenses anymore (laughs) he was fine uh what's a fucking mess (laughs) And then my last one is a quote from the end of Lori's book. Evil doesn't die, it only changes shape. Yup. Which honestly should have been the whole tagline for this movie. Correct. Micah.
1: It's true. Illinois loves Dew. <laughs> true story. <laughs> it's just one of the random little v- vending machine advertisements for Mountain Dew in the background at the... the grocery At the store. quick trip... <laughs> um oh what was the other one a great end to a solid trilogy Ooh, yeah as as far as trilogies go this one worked out really nicely yeah it's a damn Um, good trilogy i want to talk more about how whoever was leading the direction and the editing of this movie definitely suffered from adhd (laughs) but it was a solid ending to the movie it's definitely over for this like there was no question marks it just that was fine finally you know it most most well finished most horror movies need to end on a question mark because it's like oh the boogie band is still out there who's yeah. gonna get you you know but this one it was just like okay we need to move on you know i mean well i i'm sure he'll be back there's no way that this property is just gonna die like that's that's not how it works anymore there's hollywood has no more ideas yeah, you know, so he'll he'll be back in some form or another in some alternate universe. Who cares? Like, keep it going. That's fine. Yeah, there'll it, be a new Laurie. Do it. Who cares? will yeah. be.
0: It won't be this Laurie. It'll be someone new. That's all so right.
1: So it's it's nice that they ended it instead of I don't know trying to bring it back. Time travel, yeah, space,
0: aliens and yeah, keeping the door kind of cracked open just in case. Like, no, just yes, end you it. could still do that, but don't do it. Yeah, don't do it. Not every series needs to have a reason or maybe it could come back just just end it It won't hurt yeah
1: irma Gerd. irma irma
3: some some stuff so i have it's halloween gonna have a good time that was the lamest quote ever when the movie started i was like y'all we off to a start here the full life cycle of new michael myers Corey fighting michael with no death huh
0: yeah, that was his friend. He didn't want to kill his friend. No, I know, but it was it was <laughs>
3: astonishing that somebody came in there full charge, full tilt, like a Peterbilt, at this guy, and he's just like, nah,
0: sit down. Right? He ran in there, and Michael's like, oh hey, how's it going, Corey? <laughs> my That <mask."> was...
3: <laughs> and then Corey stood back up and did the same damn thing. Flipped him over and was like, bye. <laughs> and then my two alliteratives, Michael makes mediocre mini-me mini me mames musicians <laughs> and then stalkers secrets and Sowin slasher surely slacking
0: heck yeah <laughs> so this bad boy it's, it's it's a farm fresh one guys so this movie came out october 14th 2022 it's a wee little baby so uh what do you guys think the budget for halloween ends was katie
2: a hundred dollar dues.
0: One hundred dollar ados. Quite the budget, Emma.
3: I'm gonna go with thirty. I'm gonna be modest. I'm gonna say it just it didn't feel like they needed to use too many like extra things in this. So I just felt like it. Maybe they stayed pretty modest. So thirty.
1: Micah, yeah, I agree. This movie didn't go too hard on a lot of things. Not a ton of CGI, not a ton, not a ton of gigantic explosions or anything like that like the first two movies had. Like usually every movie in a modern trilogy gets worse and worse and worse with big got to got to have shock factor more yeah. than just scares and everything like that. So I'm really happy they toned it down a little bit in that sense. They didn't tone down the killing. That's for sure. But oh no, <laughs> um, I'm gonna say fifty dollars dues because it's 2022 and inflation and all that good good stuff. It was probably more expensive than.
0: But yeah, yeah, tons of inflation. Thanks, Joe. So <laughs> the budget was twenty dollars dues.
3: Hot damn!
0: It's it's pretty damn cheap, and so I think that's the reason. So one of my coworkers asked me because when I went to see it. He was like, "Was it good?" I'm like, "Yeah, it was pretty goddamn good." And I was like, "You you can watch it on Peacock soon." And he's like, "Why is it on Peacock?" And I'm like, "Cause they don't give a fuck. It's gonna make its money instantly." He was like, yep. "Oh," I was like, "They did the other one. They don't give a shit. They'll make the twenty or thirty million that it cost." Yep. It's, people are gonna love this movie. The first one made, I want to say, what it was at least a hundred million. So they're mm-hmm. like, "We got our money for all three right there." Like, I don't care. So. Obviously, they could have made so much more if it was just theater, but they don't care. And plus, this gets Peacock, it gets tons of views for Peacock. Oh, yeah. Which probably is the main thing that they want to do. They're like, five bucks. This movie is probably one of the most viewed movies on Peacock. Probably the other one, I want to say the other one got tons of views in the first, like, week. So, yeah, I I get it. So, right now, we're going to count just Thursday night. So, what do you guys think the box office for just Thursday night for Halloween ends was? Katie.
2: I have no frame of reference for this number at all. Uh, but I'm going to go with $40 dues.
0: Okay. Emma.
3: I'm going to be generous and say double its budget. So, double and then double again. So, we're going to go with $65 dues.
0: Okay.
1: Micah. For opening night. Whoa. Uh, I'm going to say $7 a dues. Like I said, I'm <laughs> yeah. trying to be generous. I, I'd like to be, but no, no, not it, an opening night. <laughs>
0: yeah, so uh, Micah, he, he got it right. It got $6 dues just on Thursday night. Damn. So the tracking is it's going to probably make this weekend probably close to 50 to $60 million and f- easily makes its money. So that's not even a full week. And it's going to easily double its its budget. So it'll probably hit $100 million. Easy. This movie, everyone's going to watch this. It's not even, you know, like, just the whole October, it's going to make tons of money. And it's probably going to keep going up until, I don't know how long a movie goes. Probably some point in November. But yeah, it's going to make its money. Pretty good, so. So Minority Kill Count, we have The DJ. And one of the bully marching band girls was black. Oh. The, uh, what's his it? stepdad? Yeah, his yeah, stepdad. Ronald. Mm-hmm. Ronald.
1: Hispanic. The Hispanic mechanic. Oh, <laughs>
3: fuck. Bring it <laughs> back, y'all. Throwback! Yes. Oh, man. He was a Four Hispanic year Hispanic anniversary mechanic. of the Hispanic mechanic. Oh, my
0: God. That's a throwback. Racial right
3: stereotypes. There. Yikes, y'all. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Ooh, my god
2: <laughs> 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 He's a mechanic. and He's Hispanic. You... That's not your fault. I didn't it's do it. It's not your fault that Hollywood stereotypes us. I'm, I know.
0: Um, So that's three. I don't know if anybody else was a minority. Eh, hey, fuck it. Let's just go with three. So the final number for the fourth annual Halloween Screamathon, the minority kill count is 271. And a Tito turtle and a house full of vampires. So, (laughs) does anybody have anything else to say about Halloween ends?
2: I have another seven words that I came up with while everyone was talking. I'm not a babysitter. Fuck them kids. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. (laughs) He straight up told the kid, like, I'm not a babysitter. Yeah, he told Jeremy, I'm not a babysitter. And then not five minutes later... Yeeted this kid with his boot so hard over the banister and murdered him on accident. Like, mm-hmm. goddamn. damn. <laughs> um, but yeah, go see this movie, especially if you've seen uh, 1 and 2. The first, well, 1 from 1978 and then Halloween and Halloween Kills from 2018 and 2020. Uh, Highly recommend this movie. Finish out the series.
1: And considering... It's Halloween and it's Monday. Uh, y'all probably, well, some of you might be partying. Yeah. Uh, but most of you probably won't be. So sit back,
0: relax, and
1: eat some candy.
0: Kill Halloween with us. Yeah. <laughs> so with that, that is the Jackson end of the fourth annual Halloween Screamathon.
2: <laughs>
0: <Halloween laughs> so if you have any other cool fun facts about. Halloween movies like...
2: Like the fact that they were watching The Thing mm-hmm. in the middle of this
0: movie. John Carpenter film. in <laughs> a John Carpenter film.
2: Inception!
0: Yeah. Uh, I'm surprised they didn't have Evil Dead in this. In the, the original Halloween they had a poster for Evil Dead and then in the first Evil Dead... They had a Halloween and then uh, they used to just fuck with each other, all the directors. So, you can tweet us that. We have an email, it is.
2: AllentownPresent at gmail.com. Facebook at AllentownPresent.
0: So, the music list here right now that is flipping the combined effort, flipping the CE anywhere you can find them. Studio features thank you so much for the artwork. So, with that, th- that's the end of the fourth annual Halloween Screamathon. We will have some side episodes and we'll talk about our favorite episodes in the month. And just, well, we'll probably wait till New Year's and do like a future of the podcast and stuff. So, with like this episode, it, we might sound a little bit different because we're doing a new setup. So, I got some mics and stuff. And we, we're all around a table. We're sitting on the couch and I did an old school thing. So, this was probably the first time Emma and Micah. Like at our place, reviewing, and what I like to do is have the movie going on mute while I'm talking about it, and it's been years since I've done this. Because the first year I did this, I I used to have the movie going in the background when I was editing and stuff, so I'd watch a movie like two or three times, just that movie and edit it. And so I thought that was really cool to go back and and do it again like this, cause and it's a physical cue of how long i've been going if i can see the third act coming i'm like oh, okay i need to wrap this shit up <laughs> that's always my goal don't be longer than the movie <laughs> True. sometimes it happens just like the mist but that was a good-ass episode so i don't i don't care if that movie was that episode was longer than the movie that was a really good re- review so thank you this is season four tons of changes and ton, tons of new things are going to happen We're going to have a visual episode, and we're going to do some live episodes where you can watch the movie with us and hear our commentary. We have the technology. We can do it now. (laughs) So we can sit. We don't have to be close to each other. We can actually sit on a couch wherever we want and make it happen. So uh, stick with us. I'm very excited. So... In November, I can't remember what the theme is for November. Oh, it's Guido's Choice! War Films. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I'm keeping with Guido, and hopefully he has a list. I think I know one of them for sure, and I'm very pumped. I didn't use it because I think he's going to. So it's it's it was a potential pick for this Halloween Screamathon, so I gotta hope he picks it. So there might be one involved with Disney World. So we'll yes. see if he picks that one. So... Like always, thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you in November with another scary movie. Okay, bye guys. Bye. Toots.
3: Bow,
1: bow, 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 bow.
0: Welcome back, all you pod- scary podcast
1: listeners. This is your host, I don't know, something clever about Halloween guy that likes to sit here and talk about the end of Halloween. Congratulations, you've made it to the end of another round of Halloween Screamathon. As we always do, we end it on Halloween. This has been the end of our quadrilogy. Next time, next year, maybe we'll be even bigger and better. Maybe we'll be from another dimension. Who knows? But our story will continue. We're not done yet. Stick around till next Halloween and see if you survive.
3: Creeping it real, folks. Smash that like button and subscribe.